Hello, and welcome to Wicked Wednesdays, your weekly podcast on sex and sexuality, with an emphasis on BDSM, kink, and poly relationships. I'm your host, Wicked Fellow. This week, we're going to talk about daddy or mommy-style domination and the corresponding submissives that go with them. Before we start the show, I want to shout out our newest Patreon supporters, Carissa, Constance, and Nina. Thank you guys very much for your support. If you are interested in becoming a Patreon subscriber, head over to our website, www.wickedfellow.com. You can find all of our links there, podcast notes, and now transcriptions for the podcast. I will be putting those out a day or so after the show airs because it does take some time to process that. You can also find our contact links if you want to send us a message. If you would like to send a special message out on the podcast, join our shout-out club on Patreon, and I will happily read your anniversary message or your birthday greeting, etc. There are a number of other tiers with different benefits, so check that out on our Patreon. And as always, I cannot thank our Patreon subscribers enough. They really make this thing go, and I appreciate your support. This week, I want to talk about daddy and little style domination. Obviously, I touched a little bit on little style submissiveness in the submissive series, but the daddy side of that, or the mommy side of that, is another big part of our play. Like a lot of the things that we do in BDSM, some people hear about that and their initial response is, you know, oh, I don't know if I like that very much. And again, as I always say, Be very careful about looking down on other people's kinks and what turns other people on. Because I promise you, you didn't choose your own kinks. You didn't decide to be into whatever it is you're into. Even if you're a straight, heteronormative guy, you didn't make that choice. Right? That's what you came with. And no amount of influence or exposure can really change that, I don't believe. So on the psychology side, you know, also be very careful about... The quick jump to popular psychology in that, oh, well, anybody that wants to be a little submissive had a bad childhood and they're just trying to cope and deal with that. Maybe, you know, maybe for some people that may be the reason they like to do little play. But I know from personal experience that that is not the whole reason. You know, I have played with littles who had a very good, supportive, nurturing, happy childhood. And for them, it's just what they enjoy. And earlier I said, turn on, this can be a kink, like all of our kinks, that is completely divorced from sexuality. You know, for some people, this big little style play or daddy little style or mommy little style play doesn't have any sexual component to it. For other people, there's a very strong sexual component and neither one of those is wrong. And as always, there's a sliding scale. You might find yourself on some part of that scale. Like a lot of the DS play that we do, for some people, this is all that they do. You know, their entire DS relationship is based on this daddy little girl or mommy little boy style play. That's what they love. That's what they do 24-7. And they really enjoy that. And it's very fulfilling to them. For other people, it's only an aspect of their play. Sometimes they want to play this way. Other times, they may want to do some serious brat and brat tamer style play. The brat persona can be part of the little girl or little boy style persona. That can really go both ways. I've known, you know, super good girl type subs and very bratty little girl type subs. That's going to be very individual and little boy as well, of course. That's very much going to depend on the people in that relationship. 
So let's kind of examine what's going on there. When I say a daddy dominant or a mommy dominant, there's a very specific style of domination that that fits with. Encouraging, warm, nurturing style of domination. That tends to be the way that daddy and mommy doms work. And there is some very strong parental dynamics there. So the relationship between dom and sub can take on a very parental role. And that can go from, you know, I'm going to tuck you in bed at night and I'm going to read you a story and I'm going to put your nightlight on and just recreating that warm, safe environment for the little style submissive. That's one style of play. And it could be, you know, oh, it's Saturday morning and we're going to put your cartoons on and I'm going to make your favorite breakfast. You know, that very parental taking care of a child style domination. For some people, that is a richly rewarding DS style of play, but it can look very different from a primal style domination or a hard sadomasochist style domination. It tends to be a more gentle style of domination. There doesn't tend to be very extreme impact play or very extreme stimulation of any kind. It's a more gentle style of domination for most people. Obviously, I'm sure there's some people out there that have a healthy mommy little boy relationship and they take things to really hard extremes and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm simply speaking about what I've found to be typical in a daddy little girl or mommy little boy style DS play. Obviously, these can be same sex as well. That's something that, you know, I am trying hard to be very inclusive in my terminology you can certainly have a daddy and little boy style play. You can certainly have a mommy and little girl style play. To me, really, the gender roles in BDSM are so fluid and so easily moved between that, you know, when I think Dom, that to me, it truly doesn't matter. The role always seems to supersede the gender of the person holding that role. So a Dom man and a dom woman, that's the same kind of character archetype in my mind. You know, I don't really think of them as, oh, well, this is a female dom, therefore everything is different, because it's really not. There seems to be more similarities between men and women doms than a male dom and a female submissive or a male dom and a male submissive. Those are the clear dividing lines to me. Gender just isn't one of those. So I will try to be more inclusive in my gender if I ever forget to say, you know, oh, this can also be X, that's on me. I am trying to be better about that. For my LGBTQ plus fans, you know, understand that I'm very accepting about that. Gender is just not important to me in BDSM. It's one of those things that I just accept it as a given. So if I do exclude it, it's because I'm so normalized to it, not because I'm just thinking it's impossible. Getting back on point. So in these relationships where you have a parental style figure and a child style submissive, it does tend to look very soft and very warm and very nurturing. And that can be a sharp contrast to a lot of what we think of in BDSM where, you know, it's leather and whips and chains and kind of hard edged. The mommy and daddy style dominant, that tends to be a much softer style of play, a much more gentle style of play. As I said earlier, those roles can be sexual or they can be completely devoid of sexuality. 
In my personal experience, I've had a number of little style submissives, submissives that really enjoyed going into their little space and being small and being childlike. And when I was first approached about that in the DS world, I really didn't know how to approach it because for me, especially back then, and this was you know, 10 years ago, almost, I didn't have as much experience in the scene. And for me, the sexuality of everything was so interconnected with BDSM play that my initial response was, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. That doesn't turn me on. But I learned a lot and I experienced a lot and I grew a lot. And some of that growth was from these relationships where I realized that, no, actually, you can have this DS style play, this daddy little girl style play, and it has nothing to do necessarily with sex. And in that relationship, it was very good and helpful for us both to grow and learn in that space where I said, well, yes, I can do that, but I don't want that to be an erotic thing. I'm happy to be a daddy figure for you. I'm happy to play daddy dom with you, but I don't want to take that into the bedroom, which was that worked well because she also did not want to take that into the bedroom. This was a very specific place she wanted to inhabit that wasn't sexual. And again, I'm not saying it's wrong if that is a sexual thing for you. It's just not for me. So if that is part of your play, no worries. Like there's nothing wrong with that between two consenting adults. I have no problem with that. For me, I want to highlight the dichotomy between different ways of playing and that you can certainly play DS and have it be non-sexual. So for me, when I do DS play and it's a daddy dom style play, I take that outside of eroticism and I take on a very nurturing, compassionate, warm role that I'm very comfortable with. I enjoy that style of play now because it is, it is a very nice way to play. It's a very warm way to play. And I enjoy that, you know, especially I'm a very nurturing style Dom in general. So it's a very subtle lateral shift for me to look at my submissive and think of them as being childlike and that they need to be cuddled and have a teddy bear and cartoons. And that's what's warm and fulfilling to them. I can do that and I can provide that role and we can have a tea party and I can comb their hair and all those warm, soft, childlike things. That's very easy for me to play that role and I enjoy it. But yeah, I had to learn that this was a way of playing that I had no idea about. I had never done it before. And at the beginning, when I, when I was approached to be a daddy dom, my initial response was, no, I don't want to do that because of these reasons. So that's one of the reasons that I'm always talking about, you know, being open-minded and understanding yourself, being very clear about what your limits are, being very open to what your partner wants and trying to work with that within your own boundaries. With all these breakdowns of this is a primal style dominant and this is a gentleman style dominant and this is a daddy style dominant. Remember that these all pair with partners of the same type. So if you have a daddy style dom, that may not work with a prey style submissive. It might, it might not. But daddy style and little style or mommy style and little style, those go together so nicely. So just like I always tell people, just because you found a kinky partner doesn't necessarily mean that you guys are going to mesh because you could have very different styles of kink play. The same is true here. 
if you're a little and you're searching for that warm, nurturing, parental style domination, you've got to find somebody that that's what they're capable of and that's what they're into. And your partner may be able to do that for you or they may not. You know, give them the space to learn and grow, just like my partner gave me the space to learn and grow. And that ended up being a very good relationship. And I have very fond memories of that. And I'm very thankful for the lessons I learned about that style of play by giving it a shot and trying it. You know, currently, one of my subs has no little style tendencies about her. And one of my subs has some strong little style tendencies. And she's, she's growing and exploring herself as she is introduced to this world. So that was something that I think was natural and natural part of her personality that she felt like was suppressed and something that she wasn't able to express because when you get to a certain age, people really look down on you if you still enjoy childish things. If you still like having a teddy bear and you still like cartoons and you still like being cuddled and treated gently and soft like a child, people really disparage that, which I think is really unfortunate. So for me, you know, I really value that little space. I really value the little style submissive because there is something very pure and innocent and beautiful in that for me. And I want to encourage that because I see how much a little submissive is fulfilled by having a safe, accepting place for that style of play, for that style of, I can just be small and I can be childlike and this person will accept me and take care of me. You know, that is the very heart of big little or daddy little, mommy little style play for the submissive. For the big in that situation, it can also be a very fulfilling and rewarding role in that I really enjoy that role. That is something that I find very comforting. And I would encourage people that if you haven't tried this particular style of domination and submission, it may be something you enjoy. Remember that you can play at any level you want. This can be something you try out for a scene or that you go full into. That part of it is up to you. And again, with the eroticism side of it, if that's an erotic turn-on for you and your partner, that's great. If the erotic side of that clashes with your sensibilities of this is how I want to do DS play, remember that eroticism is not always so hard, fast connected to BDSM that you can't play without it. We frequently play without the eroticism aspect of it. You know, BDSM is sexy. I get that. It's always sexy. If you look for pictures of BDSM online, you're going to find very sexy imagery because that is such a big component of it. But one of the things I want to do with this podcast is remind people and show people that there are so many ways to play and that sex is one of them. But you can have amazing, rewarding, rich BDSM experiences and never take your clothes off. So BDSM is much more about power exchange. It's much more about relationship than it is about the physical act of sex. Do keep that in mind. On daddy or mommy style or big little style domination, I do feel like there's a certain personality type that fits into that. It's not necessarily older. You know, it certainly can be. The sub may look for an older partner. They want someone to fit that role physically as well as emotionally. But it's not limited to that. You can certainly be a younger mommy dom or a younger daddy dom. 
you know, I think who you are as a person has more to do with it than how old you are. That's just my experience. In general, there does tend to be some age discrepancy between the daddy or mommy dom and the little submissive. In my personal experience, I've known littles that were significantly older than the mommy or daddy dom that was topping them. And there's nothing wrong with that. The way that we play isn't age predicated. You know, if, you f if you're 55, but you want to be six sometimes, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that in your play. Your daddy or mommy dominant, they do tend to be a bit more mature, at least in personality, if not in years. And not unheard of, but sometimes rare in a dominant, is a very strong, soft, empathetic side to their domination. Some doms are very hard and very strict, and they're not real big on empathy. You know, very hard sadist doms or super primal dominance. That can certainly tend towards people that aren't necessarily super soft or empathetic. Your daddy style or your mommy style dominant, there does tend to be a much more soft, caring, nurturing nature that is coupled well with, I'm in charge. That very parental role of, I love you, but you're going to do it my way. And if you're good, I'm going to reward you. And if you're bad, I'm going to punish you. That is all part of the milieu of the daddy and mommy style dominance. How that looks for you will obviously depend on your relationship. You know, finding the sub that fits your style. Subs finding the dom that fits your style. That's how it works. Like I've said before on this, being a daddy or mommy dominant can be part of your persona or your entire DS persona. That's entirely up to you. One of the styles of domination that I should have probably hit first is kind of an all-around or just a general purpose dominant. And that's because just like submissives, you may not really feel like one of these categories fits you. You know, you're not really a primal. You're not really a gentleman. You're not really a daddy dom. You know, what are you? You know you like to be in charge, but, you know, what kind of dominant are you? Fun fact, you don't have to be any kind of dominant. You don't have to be one kind of thing in any of these roles. So you feel like you're a dominant person, but none of these archetypes really seem to fit you. That doesn't matter. You don't need to fit into one. So you may do some primal style play, and that may be fun for you. You may also do some daddy style play, and that's also fun. And you might do some gentleman style play and that was fun or it wasn't fun. See, none of that really matters. I'm talking about these archetypes because I want to help people get into the scene. I want to help people understand kind of the generalized roles that we often play and understand the conversation when they're dropped into the conversation, because it can be very, you can feel very much like an outsider. When you show up to your first kink events and everybody's using this strange lingo and you've never heard of it and some of these concepts don't make any sense to you. So what I really want to do is someone, in my hope, could sit back and listen to these podcasts and then show up at a kink event and feel comfortable in the conversation. Even if they've never been to one, they've never had any personal kink experience, They'll understand the terminology. They'll understand the lingo. They'll understand some of the personalities involved. They'll understand very important things like consent and the fact that 
you may be a dominant, but you're not my dominant. And that's a lesson I want a lot of subs to take away from this series is that they may be the most submissive person in the world, but they still get to choose who they submit to. And that choice is consent. If I don't choose to consent to you, then you're not my dominant. And I want a lot more subs to really embrace that. That's, that's something that I think will be very healthy in our community. For doms, you know, the flip side of that is quit assuming domination over people that have not given it to you. You don't show someone how dominant you are by barging in and asserting your dominance. Yes, I know. For some submissives, that is a turn on. That's cool. I get that. But even those submissives, for those submissives that it's a huge turn on for someone to just show up and be dominant, I know for a fact that they also understand the importance of consent. They understand the importance of, yes, that turns me on, but I don't want to do it with you, for example. So I am not giving you consent to dominate me. They understand that. I know they do. So yeah, remember, submission is a gift. Submission is consent. Submission is, I want you to dominate me, not you're dominating me because I have no other choice or you pressured me into it, all that stuff. So when you're approaching this as a new dom or you're approaching this as a new sub and you're trying to figure out where you fit, always, always remember, if one of these roles doesn't speak to you, if you don't feel like any one of these very narrowly defined archetypes of BDSM, you can still play. You do not have to choose a role. That's not it at all. You're just a kinkster. You're just into BDSM. You're just into domination. You're just into submission. So as an all-around style dominant, you may do a little bit of all of this stuff. I, I probably come closest to that style because, again, when I work with different submissives, what fulfills them is my kink. If I've got a little and they need to have a daddy dom, that works for me. But if I have a prey style submissive and being little has no interest for her, then we're never going to do big little play because it doesn't turn me on in and of itself. What turns me on is that meshing of gears between a dom and a sub. So if they want to be prey, I'm happy to be a primal. If they want to be a good girl, I'm happy to be that type of dom that works well with a good girl sub. So yeah, I have a very strong all-around tendency in my domination. You know, of course I have preferences. I have lanes that I'm most comfortable in. And I feel like I tend to attract submissives that fit into those lanes. People do reach out to me and they'll say, oh, I'm really bratty and are you a brat tamer style dominant? I can be, but it's not my choice. Because the way I like to play, I don't want to be always fighting against my submissive. But for a brat tamer style dominant, that's what they live for. They love that exchange. And that's going to be one of the styles of domination we talk about later. But just to illustrate my point, figuring out who you mesh with, figuring out who you match with, and then understanding that we're all human beings. And even if you find the perfect style of dominance and the perfect style of submission for you, your personalities may not work. And that's just life. You know, dating is hard. Dating in a smaller subset of humanity is even harder. It's hard to find good BDSM partners. If you're out there and you haven't found somebody and you're discouraged, you know, do not worry. 
you are not alone. It is difficult to find good BDSM partners. We're a small subset of a population, which means that it's harder to find people that meet our needs and criteria than it is for the 90% of humanity that doesn't need BDSM in their life. So yeah, it is harder to find good BDSM partners. Don't be discouraged if you're having difficulty. Don't be discouraged if you've had bad BDSM relationships that didn't work out. You know, that's just how it is. That works in the vanilla world too. I've never met someone that had all good vanilla relationships and all of their BDSM relationships were bad. You know, it's about the same. That's how statistics work. If 7% of your vanilla relationships don't work out, you can expect the same in your BDSM, if not more, because it's a smaller subset that you're dealing with. And that's just life. Keep looking. Be out there. Be open to new things and new adventures, new exciting things that you can do in the BDSM world. So, yeah. If you have any questions or comments about big little style domination, daddy little, mommy little style domination, or you have thoughts you want to share, send those in to me. I love it when you guys give me feedback. It lets me know that I'm reaching you and it lets me know that what I'm saying is inspiring or provoking thoughts or invoking protests or objections. I'm fine with that. Send that to me. If you feel like I'm way off base on something, let me know. You know, send me a message. I'm more than open to hear your thoughts on these things. I'm experienced. I've been doing this a long time, but I'm not perfect. I'm not omnipotent. I'm not all-knowing. So if you feel like I've gotten something completely wrong, send it in and we'll talk about it. It may end up on next week's show. Speaking of next week's show, this is the last episode from this studio. Don't worry. I know I might have scared you guys a little bit. I'm going to be taking down this studio space this week in preparation for the move that I'm doing. And so next week, if there is video, it won't look like this. For you podcast listeners, obviously that won't make a difference. If you're a podcast listener, remember that we do post this on YouTube and on Pornhub. If you're a YouTube subscriber, you can find it on any podcasting app that's out there. I did realize this week that when I migrated the podcast from Buzzsprout to my own website, it did end up breaking some of the links. So it broke the Google Play link, it broke the Stitcher link, etc. And again, that's my fault. I was very concerned about that at the time. But after I made the migration, I checked Spotify and Apple and they had migrated successfully. And I foolishly assumed that it had worked across the board. I did not go and check every single podcasting service that I'm on because there's like 10 of them. And that was my mistake because I realized last week that Google wasn't working, Stitcher wasn't working, and I'm assuming a number of the other smaller like podcatcher apps weren't working. I have gone in and tried to fix that. I'm not sure if I was successful yet. There's some weird stuff going on with Google. But yeah, hosting a podcast is not as simple as it might seem. And having some at least basic tech and web development knowledge is kind of a must these days. You really have to know what you're doing. It's not a point and click operation. So I'm trying to make sure that I am coming out every week. If you're a podcast listener, you can always find me on YouTube. You can always find me on my website. That's where the podcast is actually hosted. You know, when you click Apple Podcasts and you hear my voice come out of your iPhone, it's actually coming from my podcast site. It's coming from my own website. 
Apple just facilitates its delivery to you, but the sound files are hosted on my site. So if you're ever in doubt about how to hear the podcast, you can always go to my site. You can always go to YouTube. You can always go to Pornhub. And I know those aren't the most necessarily listener-friendly options, but you may enjoy the video cast. For you video cast listeners, when you're on the go and you don't need to see my face, give the podcast a try. I got off track there a bit. Next week, there may not be a video cast. There will be a podcast. If I can set up a small studio somewhere, like in a closet, and record there, I will. Otherwise, I'm just going to sit down at my desk with a microphone and do a podcast. The video cast will return. And hopefully the next time you see the video cast, it'll be in a much better space. The space that I'm currently in is tiny. I do my best to make it look spacious, but... I'm so limited on space in here that I can't shine the lights that I'm using directly at my face because I'm too close to them. So I have to bounce them off of a nearby wall, which is a trick I learned from Chris Judd, who's an outstanding YouTube tech audiovisual host. So if my lighting looks better, it's all on account of him. When I have a bigger space, I'm hoping to be able to give you a much better audiovisual presentation. But at the moment, I'm doing the best I can with what I've got. Next week, there will be a podcast. It may not have video. Don't worry about that. Stay tuned. Stay with me. Reach out with those questions. Reach out with those comments. I want this to be interactive. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, head over to our website, www.wickedfellow.com. If you want to check us out on YouTube or Pornhub or any of our other websites, go to that website and you can find all of our links. You can contact me there. You can find the show notes there. You can find transcriptions there. It is a one-stop shop for all of your Wicked Ways Studio needs. Next week, I have a couple of very exciting and important announcements, so stay tuned for that. As always, consent is king. Take very good care of each other. And I'll see you next week. <laughs>